0: Thank you for checking out the Messio Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as He makes all things new. We are excited to pursue His heart for the greatest city on earth in the center of the city in this great neighborhood of Humble Park. As we're continuing in this series of Ephesians, an epistle that was written by Paul to the perfect church. But I know as long as people in this church, that mug ain't perfect. <laughs> That's one thing we could be reminded of. But if perfect love does cast out fear, that is love that persists despite people's imperfections. That's what love is. That's the love that God has had for us. That's the love that we continue to cultivate in our community that we love despite all of their Imperfections, despite my imperfections, despite you know the ones that you, you know, marriage is amazing. It's wonderful, and um, and then all the things that you thought were cute are not as cute anymore. And then you see really what your love is. You know, what I mean, like tiptoeing through the tulips. It's it's fine, man. You know, what I mean? you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you know how much I love you. I love. I would walk around the earth for you. <laughs> even though you can't do that physically, but you know what I'm saying? We, those superfluous things that we say are really tested once we get into life and really see what love is made of. The church at Ephesus experienced many of the same things that we experience now. Idolatry, you're dealing with all kinds of other strongholds. Diana worship, which was huge. We don't have temples necessarily anymore to these huge gods but we do build temples and places to things that we worship in life. Um, And Ephesians is such a good way to start off the year because it begins to affirm and confirm our identity in Christ. That anything that we do in Christ is coming from a place of joy, it's coming from a place of love, it's coming from a place of unity. And I love about Ephesians is that it tells us exactly what we do get. It exactly... It tells us what we get to embrace as people of God. And this is entitled, Jesus at the Center of the Universe. Jesus at the Center of Vito. Yeah, you could to do that on the set today. Pedro coming in with the oldie but goodies. I love it, man. It's like they just, they just hit differently, you know what I mean, than the, than the CCM stuff. They just, it's just amazing. So this is Ephesians 1 and 3 through 14. We're going line upon line and precept upon precept through Ephesians to make sure we don't miss anything. You know, we want to embrace all that God is doing and all that God is saying to us in the midst of this passage. Blessed be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Say every. through his blood the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together all one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, in him, in him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory in him. You also trusted after you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, In whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. That's a lot of words, right? (laughs) A lot of very long words. What this passage is doing is giving us a thesis, a glimpse of what is going to happen in Ephesians what exactly Paul is gonna break down in Ephesians. And not only does he show what he's writing in Ephesians, which is a book that I mentioned last week, which is nothing but exhortation. Very often when Paul wrote letters, there was a lot of correction. It was don't eat um, food that's been sacrificed to idols. It is um, different ways that we relate and have relationship within the early church. Ephesians, the perfect church, was mostly exhortation. It's a very short epistle. It was only six chapters. That he was just sharing and encouraging people into what was already happening as a part of their community. These four themes run throughout Ephesians, and frankly, throughout the epistles and throughout the gospel. But in this passage, he hits the malls to let you know this is where I'm going. This is it. This is where the buck stops for us. Now, these are all very fancy words that maybe I could have looked in the source and got a word that is, uh, you know, similar to this that you're more familiar with. But you know me, I gotta go the extra mile. Redemption, revelation, amalgamation, and elevation. What does that mean? We have been redeemed. We have been understood the revelation of the father through jesus christ we have been united amalgamated together in christ and we have been elevated experienced the inheritance what it means to marry up you know get grafted into that foundation that is jesus christ that's it this is the gospel this is what jesus accomplished on the cross With his death, burial, and resurrection. Redemption. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Imagine, just imagine that you purchased something and you took it home and it was not what you purchased, right? I think it must be comical when our lives have been purchased by Jesus, but we love to argue with him about things, right? Obedience. I was thinking this week how as long as the will of God is a mystery to us, then obedience is optional, right? I don't really know what you want. Honey, where do you want to eat? I don't know where I want to eat. Where do you want to to eat? Okay, I'm just going to get myself something and you better not ask for it. no. (laughs) I don't do that. (laughs) I just get her something because I know she's going to want something. Jesus has purchased our lives, yet we wrestle back and forth with our obedience. Our lives do not belong to us. They were purchased for a price. Submission is a dirty word in a relationship where there is no love. Right. If you go in a place and somebody is like, submit, 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 you're like, I can't feel the love. Where is the love at here? Us being submitted to Christ is one where the love is always flowing. That shouldn't be a dirty word to us. Because he has redeemed us. Picked us up from a miry pit, from our sin, from our shame, and completely washed us off. He brought what was far from God and he reconciled us. My story of salvation, of running as far as I could from God and doing everything from working in places that I shouldn't have worked in, smoking and drinking and doing whatever I wanted to do. It was in this place that God came and found me. That we forget that sometimes a place where we were When we were redeemed in Him, His blood being poured out for us through this pain. That we were redeemed for a price, but somehow our life still belongs to us, right? (laughs) God is like, okay, look, this is the deal, right? All right. I'm going to save you from your sins from now and for all eternity, and then you tell me what you want to do, okay? Alright God, uh, right now this is, uh, this is how I'm going to do. I don't know what your will is. I don't know how do I keep it. How do I keep my life fresh? How do I keep my salvation fresh? How do I keep this understanding of his redemption being fresh? Thankfulness and gratefulness. When you find yourself in a place as I do sometimes. My son calls me last night. He gets, he gets from his game and it's like 8 o'clock and he's I'm going to pick him up. He says, Dad, I'm going to go to my friend's house. Don't come pick me up. Which means that I'm going to have to go pick him up at 11 p.m. when I am ready to go to sleep or already half asleep, right? I've determined this year to not do the internal complaining as much as possible. And, and repeat this mantra, which you can say mantra in a Christian church, I think. It's fine. I repeat this meditation, which is... My life does not belong to me. My life does not belong to me. I think we need a course correction after the pandemic, right? Because we think our lives are just all about us, and they're inward turning, and how does this benefit me? How can I not be stretched as much as possible in this situation? I can just cancel this. I can just not go to this. I can just not participate. I can just withdraw. Our lives do not belong to us. We really need a course correction right now. We need to be understanding that even as a parent, my life doesn't belong to me. I'm here to play with that Barbie dream house. This is what I'm here to do. I cannot complain about it internally or externally because my life has been paid for with a price. I'm here to serve others. I'm here to love others. Jesus laid down his life of his own accord, John 10 and 19, and didn't pick it up to redeem You and me. So what right do we have to lay down our lives and then like pick it up when we want to? There's my life, Jesus. I mean, I'm doing something this weekend. Let me pick it up. It means that we're always searching our hearts and searching for what is the will of God in our lives, but we don't have to worry about the will of God if we know the way, and the way is Jesus. Knowing him helps us understand the will of God for our life. This is the sun at the center of the universe. What we now consider to be the accurate heliocentric theory as opposed to the geocentric theory that was held for centuries, which is the world is at the center of the universe. Doesn't that sound like some people you know? You know what I'm saying? I am at the center, everything revolves around me. (laughs) But no, come to find out, Copernicus, the sun is at the center of the universe, as is Jesus. Jesus is this sun, this life-giving, beautiful one, which whatever you build around the sun will grow. Whatever you build around me will not grow. Whatever you build around you will not grow. Now it may seem to others, right, that like they're building something around themselves, and it's, it seems like it's working, right? It's, it's growing pretty nicely. How does that hold up for all eternity? How does that hold up in the midst? Of revelation. What else did Jesus do for us? Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure with he purposed in himself. Him being the way, that means we can follow what Jesus did and be in the will of God. Oh wow, why is it still a mystery? I don't know. We have a whole book full of exactly what Jesus did. I walk like Jesus, I'm in God's will. Wow, we make it really complicated. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't know, this is like confusing. Should I go here, should I go there, should I, I don't know. Walk like Jesus. He made known to us the mystery of his will. And in the process has given us the ability to be led by the very spirit of God. So not only do we have a concrete, written in black and white example of everything that Jesus did, We have his Holy Spirit for the nuances that we may not be able to translate into this world. Wow, he's given us so much equipment. He's given us so much, and we still go, God, I need more. (laughs) What are you doing, God? I don't know which way to go. He's like, look, man, all this stuff you get access to. I've revealed myself and my son. I've also given you a Holy Spirit, a comforter. You know, it's like a comfy that you walk around with, right? One of those big hooded blankets. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit is like. To comfort you at all times. And we still, still, still. God has sent me to specific places in this city by his spirit for a purpose and the person that I was supposed to meet at that time and pray for, I prayed for, and they get saved, and they get healed. It's happened so much times, I'm just like, I know this is what God wants to do. I know that he moves by his spirit. I know that he has so much information, so much words, so much directives to send us out like arrows into the city at the exact time somebody needs to hear something or they're going to go commit suicide. Like, do you believe that God can do that or that he does do that? Yes. We in the church are his arrows as long as our ears are open and as long as our hearts are open to what he is doing. It's a beautiful and terrible responsibility sometimes to know that he's placed us in people's paths for a reason and a purpose revealing himself to him. And the next passage that we're going to talk about next week we're going to get into one of the most beautiful phrases ever written in scripture and it is open the eyes of my heart lord song about it it's amazing (laughs) let me see what you're doing at all times there's this thing that we used to do back in the day doing outreach, shows was called treasure hunts, and we would write down on a piece of paper all a description of a person, something they needed prayer for, and a location that they may be. And we would go out, and it wasn't like a 100% success rate, but it was a point where you would look at the sheet of paper And here's this person standing in the exact spot that's been written on the paper. And we would go and ask them, do they need prayer for this thing? They would give their life to Christ or they would get healed of the same thing. I've seen it with my own eyes. I know God moves and he wants to call people into himself. People are tired of like the same old boring thing at church. I come in and I expect the same exact thing. God is like, have you read scripture? That is not my script. That is not my story that I'm telling. I'm telling a beautiful, amazing, wonderful story that's better than all the avatars smashed together. <laughs> better than all of them. And wonderful. We, we seek his will, and his way, which is Jesus, is so easy to find. So easy to find by his spirit, revealed in Jesus, let me move along quickly. We may not know his will, but we know his way. Jesus revealed by the Holy Spirit. Every single day he's trying to reveal more of himself to us. And then amalgamation, and that the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth in him. That is a lot. Everything that is in heaven and everything that is on earth is gathered in Christ. What? Heaven, literally, paradise, literally, everything that people know on earth. Literally, every idea, every good thing, all good intentions, all wonderful goosebump feelings, all that stuff is gathered in Christ. It's united in him. So when we know Jesus, we know all things, at, my, at the right in his presence there is a fullness of joy, and at his right hand pleasures forevermore. This means that Jesus is like every university that's ever existed on earth put together. And it's not hyperbolic, and it's scripture. If all the things that Jesus did were written down, it would be more than enough to fill all the libraries of the world. Jesus. In the, in the dispensation, that means the existence. That means the running of time to the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. So we get unity through Christ. And I love the word amalgamation because it... It's more about metals and these um, things coming together by chemistry. But aren't we all like metal, right? Iron sharpens iron. You ever been in a relationship with somebody and it's, the conflict is like, ching, 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 ching? If you're, in Ameri- if you're in a marriage, it should sound like that. You know what I'm saying? Metal hitting metal. But somehow we are all softened by Christ and brought together. There is no way that I would know Peter, that I would know my wife, that I would know Matt without Christ. How would he do that in this city? That people who have known each other and been running together for this much time, only Jesus can do something that amazing, as have us meet on the street in Chicago. This is what Christ does. He unites and he does unity unlike Anyone ever can and this is what the forgive us event is about tomorrow it is about bringing people together and seeing that God is doing something wonderful that begins with forgiveness and us loving each other how do we walk in unity we promote it and we gather and reconcile with all I'm calling this year the year of forgiveness. What does that mean? It means that there is an uncommon grace for reconciliation in your personal relationships, in your families, in these things that have been long held for years that you don't talk about. You don't talk about Bruno, or you don't talk about all these other things that you happen in your family. There is an uncommon grace for us to forgive one another so that love can flow once again. This amalgamation, this unity, this beautiful impossibility of following Christ and he creates diversity like none can. A move of God is always preceded and proceeded by diversity. People speaking in different tongues, the Azusa Street Revival, people coming together. The first integrated church in America is where the Holy Spirit showed up like it has never before. Wow, God is serious about this, about us being united together. And then lastly, an elevation. In him we have also obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. You have obtained an inheritance and been grafted into a family. That's sick. That no matter your upbringing, no matter what your mama did, no matter what your dad did, you are grafted into this family. And that you can come into a community and be a part of a family who all loves God. I know we don't look all look the same, but we got the same daddy. And he's a good one. He doesn't like... He's not abusive. He does what he says What he's going to do. This is a family that we're a part of. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious lived in a sun-scorched land. He sets the lonely in families. And it's really up to us to be open enough for him to do that, to be open to new friendship. And how do we walk in our inheritance By using our inheritance and receiving what we do not deserve. I promise you, whatever you build around Christ will thrive. You build a relationship around Christ, you build a community around Christ, it will thrive. Now, when it gets built around some other things, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like our foundations have all been shaken, but we're not moving off from that. That Jesus is the center. Me and my wife got together. we like, we don't know much about a relationship. But what we do know is Jesus needs to be in the middle of this. And no matter how far off in the orbit we got, (laughs) we could come back to the life of the son who will never, ever let us down. Saved us from an uncertain fate. I even think of it sometimes as, when I met my wife and meeting her family and becoming just grafted into their family. It was awesome, you know what I mean? Seeing Christmas, white Christmas, what white Christmas was like. Like, dang, man, y'all. Y'all really slaughtered the fatted calf around here. Man, Jesus. <laughs> like, y'all living it big over here. Come on, Jesus. But feeling that, like, welcome. of experiencing different culture, experiencing the beauty of diversity and knowing that God really does set us the lonely in families, but it's really up to us to stay in the family and it's really up to us to lean into all that he's doing so that we can be encouraged, that we can be loved. It's so many people that I would love to encourage, but I got to like chase them around the earth. I got to like chase them down. And if you know me, like I'm a, once I get on your leg, I'm like a dog, a rabbit dog. (laughs) I just, I just think we have to like get out of our own selves and out of our own box and step out and go after people and love the heck out of people who have been in this pandemic listening to the enemy over and over again. Nobody loves me. I don't have a community. I'm always going to be alone. So our opportunities by his spirit to show others this elevation into a family you guys want to stand up